0: Hello there, it's time to put on your headphones for another Step Outside podcast. Today we're chatting to one of the best chefs in the South Pacific. Dane Tanabe started cooking at an early age, preparing food for his ahana or attending culinary school on the Isle of Oahu. Preparing meals for the rich and famous is a daily ritual for Chef Dane, but to him it's more than that. It's a passion that has turned into a dream for this connoisseur of flavours as he heats up the kitchens at the wonderful Hilton Waikaloa Village. Sit back and enjoy the tales from Chef Dane, or more commonly known between his friends as Chef Buddha. Aloha as we come to you with another podcast, with step outside with Paul Bird. We are coming to you once again from the beautiful, favourite place of ours to visit, the Big Island on beautiful the Hilton Waikaloa Village. And I'm joined today by our very special guest, Chef Dane.
1: Aloha. Welcome. Aloha.
0: How are you, bud? Good to see you guys again. Yeah. It's always a pleasure, my friend. You've been cooking on our show. Now we're going to podcast you on our show because yes. you're a man of many talent, a man of many stories. Tell us about Chef Dane. Tell me about you, mate. Well, for me, I've been here at
1: the Hilton Waikoloa Village uh, this August. Actually, on the 24th of August will be my 16-year anniversary. So. Um, it's been a long time. Um, I'm from, originally from Oahu, um, but my mom was born on, in Kau, uh, down south on this island. Um, so I have a lot of family on the Hilo side, on the east side. Um, so I used to always come here during the summers um, and spend time with my cousins and stuff like that. Um, and I used to always tell myself, I would never live here because, you know, Hilo side always rains. There's nothing to do. You always need a car to go places, um, to go to sports things and do things. There's really nothing really to do compared to Oahu. Um, so I told myself I'd never live here, and you know, when the job came up, you know, I thought about my career, you know, and I talked to my parents at the time, and they said, you know, you can always go, you can always come back if it doesn't work out, you know. And 16 years later, I'm still here. You're still here, you know. So and you're working up the chain. Working up, up well. the chain, yeah, yeah. You know, just keep grinding and keep pushing. Um, you know, developing
0: my craft as I go. You know, and just meeting new people every day. You know, you know one one thing that amazes me is the amount of. You guys perspire when you're over here. It's hot, it's humid, and you're oozing talent. We are talking about some of the world's best chefs. We've done a lot of culinary delights back home in Australia and around the place as well. But um, you guys just had that little bit more flair, you know. And, and I see our Aussie guys. You know, we're we're pretty laid back back home, and I am laid back myself. You know, I like to slap things together. But you guys put that little bit more love in into your dishes. Is it because of? the lifestyle here, the, the fresh fruit food that's always available or is it just the flair that you guys naturally have? I mean our island
1: alone you know supplies us with the utmost bounty of you know seafood you know First, um, beef we yeah. have we have meat we have vegetables we have everything on these islands that we have in Hawaii um I think for us one of our benefits is basically just the culture yeah. Um we're basically the melting pot of, of the Pacific, right? Um, we have so many different cultures, not only Polynesian, not only Asian, but Europeans and stuff like that. So I mean it could be Philippines, Japanese, Korean, Hawaiians, Portuguese, you know, Spanish. So oh, yeah. we have all those 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 cultures here on the island right? That we all grown up with. So I think that's what also plays into our cuisine where it's a more of like a, a Pacific Rim or a Hawaii fusion of cuisine um, that we can fuse
0: flavors, right, easily for us and make it taste delicious for everybody else. Mike, you, you mentioned about the, the, the bountiful amount of food that you have. Right. And we're talking, I want to talk about seafood because I know you love fishing and stuff as well. Is that? there's so much variety similar fillets can be found around the, the, the world uh, as in texture so yeah. if you're talking about your opa here maybe you're talking about uh you know different uh, uh or anything like that right. yeah I, I guess for people wanting to learn dishes they could use a similar fish back in their neck of the woods right. you know, rather than thinking hang on you've got all the love you've got all the food down in hawaii but reality is we can't cook it but they can can't yeah. they
1: they can um you know, Snapper is widely available. Mahi Mahi is also widely available as well. Um, so too is tuna. So yeah, tuna for sure. Um, but you know, we always like to say that the Pacific tuna is always the best. Yeah, I think so too. So, yeah. so if you ever see fresh tuna on the Atlantic side, I mean, yeah. I hope they're flying it in fresh. Yeah. Because um, they ain't catching it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think like for us, we're, we're, we're super privileged and, and, you know, spoiled to the point where... You know we, we have all this in our backyard you know that yeah. we can get every day um fresh for us and do you take it to granted ever no never Good. um when we go fish and stuff we never try to overfish and try to take like we go and um fish for a hallelujah at the harbor sometimes right and when it's running it's running right and there's a lot of people but sometimes we get er- we get lucky early so there was one time when there's just four of our friends that was there and then another guy was there and he was just trying to whip and I'm like, what is he doing? And then the guy goes, oh, I'm fishing for Halleloo, is coming in. And I was like, really? And I tell my other friend. What's a Halleloo? So it's like a little skip, like a little jack. Oh, okay. Like a macro almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically I tell my other friend, I'm like, hey, he's fishing for Halleloo. He goes, oh, really? So he goes, oh, set up your rig. So I set it up. Then I'm over there, he goes, oh, just throw it out and just reel it in slow and stuff, right? So I start doing it. Yeah. I hit 25. Then no. my other friend hits 25. Yeah. And then my other friend hits 25. And then my other friend hits 25. Right So by the end of the day We all got 100 yeah. Total right Yeah But I'm telling you Like these guys That like, go every day Over there to the harbor yeah. I mean they're bringing Like over 100 Right mm-hmm. They sell it by the Ziplocs And the schools Always come in Yeah But I mean for us I mean we take what we need You yep. know Never over fish And for me That was like my second time yeah. I never really caught that much And I just was like On a roll I was like wow
0: I guess when you Because the Ohana uh, uh, here If anyone in, in, is listening uh, Whether you're at a gym Riding a bike Yeah driving your car whatever you're doing listening to the podcast is that um, your ahana means family right okay so if you're catching 25 fish and I know how a lot of this works. as soon as you catch fresh fish you've got lots more ahana than you ever knew that come out of the yeah. wanting a bit of your fish right? well I mean
1: the ones that know right yeah that's um, right but then eventually oh, word we, spreads we, yeah I mean for us we, we, we only cook it we eat it I don't, I don't sell fish and stuff like that. I mean, I don't, I don't catch enough to sell it anyway. I don't think you have time. Yeah, I don't have time to do that too. I mean, I gotta go. But I just take it for our family. And yeah. then, you know, we cook it at home for dinner and stuff like that. and then Clean it, freeze it, you know, and then we use it for a later date,
0: so. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Cause it, it becomes back to sustainability. Right. You know, knowing that the next time you go to the harbor, you're going to get some fish. Yeah. Yeah, rather than just bagging out, taking hundreds and hundreds of fish, we, we try and urge people not to do that. Yeah. Take what you need. Mate, um, what about vegetables? Do you grow your own vegetables? Do you, what, you know, As a chef, what do you cook up when you get home? Do you have baked beans on toast? No, I don't. No, Okay, do you have um, bacon and eggs?
1: I do once in a while when my nephew's okay. over because he loves bacon. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm always doing bacon and eggs and like Portuguese sausage. Yeah, that's nice. Um, spam once in a while. Um, what is with spam in this country? I don't know. Span you know, it's it's, it's it's basically from back in the in the war times, right? Where where they used to have canned spam and everything was canned.
0: So we got boxes of spam. Boxes in, in, of spam in, in, and, in the Pearl Harbor region. Yeah, and, so it's, and it's, probably,
1: it's probably like the cheapest thing back then, and, and you know they just cut it up, fry it. Some people even eat it raw, not me, but yeah, okay. um, yeah, you fry it up crispy, I like it crispy, you know. Okay. makes spam musubis, so I mean, there's a lot of things you can do
0: it's with sunny, spam. That's everywhere. That's the, uh, the, the beautiful uh, Japanese sort of uh, sushi rice yeah, wrapped like up little, with that seaweed. Yeah. They look like a triangle, yeah.
1: So you can do that, or they even have rectangle molds where you, yes. re- you press the rice in. You can actually put like a little bit of egg, some putikake, which is some Japanese sprinkled seaweed on top, yeah, and uh, the spam on top of that, wrap it around. I mean, perfect for the beach, perfect to go fishing, yep, you know, just for snacks and
0: stuff. It's super, super popular here, okay. Yeah, well, there you go. You've answered the the, the the spam, I guess, the uh, the thoughts of where and why and how come. Yeah, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know? it's it's crazy how it developed. You go to the store, there's like at least 15 different varieties of Spam nowadays. So it's super involved for sure, Um, but you
0: know. We had a day out recently uh, here on the Big Island. We went to Kona and uh, we we planned this day out. For us it's an excursion and an adventure and the adventure started at Costco. I mean that's a pretty rad place when you go to Costco here on the Big Island. You got a lot of different people and everyone is so happy. You know, we do that back in Australia, but over here, it's it's a, a different kettle of fish.
1: Yeah, I mean, Costco is, you know, that's our pretty much our biggest supplier for food where you want to go and buy in bulk. Yeah. Um, I go there. I hate going there because I spend a lot of money there. That's it. I don't get it. You, you know, know, that's the
0: thing. You buy toilet paper and you've seriously you've got, you, you've cut down 55 trees. Yeah, but at the same buy. time, you're good for like the whole month or <laughs> even
1: more. Yeah. Right? Um. But yeah, I just... You know, this you gotta kind of go in with a strategy, even with a with a with a list. Yep. But even some of that doesn't work, you know, because there's always things that catch your eye, or you walk down an eye, and you're like, oh, hey, they got this. Yeah, that's you know, exactly so right.
0: So you right. gotta you gotta do when it comes to food preparation. Usually, costs costs a meal out, right. a yep. menu out. Um, does that relate back to what you do at home as well and like you know, if they are going to a shop to buy something, you think right this is this meal, it's gonna work out, I'm gonna work it out, it's uh, seven dollars twenty eight a portion.
1: I don't really cost it out like that. I kinda just think of it of cooking a good meal for my family and friends cool. and stuff like that. So cool. I don't I don't financially go into it thinking like I need to keep this price down and this is too expensive. I mean, if they want it, I mean I'll gotta cook it for them too
0: cool. so, yeah. And do you cook a lot?
1: I do actually cook a lot. My wife does cook a lot. She hasn't been cooking for a while, um, but she does like to cook Filipino food. Which she she does a good job at. Um, and but just the fact that you know, we only have usually I'm only off on two days and she's usually off more like yep. four days. Yep. Um, she does cook, but then I'm only off two, so I usually work and, and I eat at work. I don't usually come home till like after ten, yep. so yes. I don't try to eat late like, and stuff like that. So she knows and kind of gets hurt that I don't really eat like the next day like the leftovers but like, yeah. you know at the end of the day I come home late and that's the reason it's not just because I don't like it you know yeah. I'll eat it later if it's still left but Absolutely. you know by then she's, she's probably eating it all. Are your kids? Not yet.
0: Not yet? No. You're working on it? I'm working okay. hard. You- <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. Tell me um, when you go to a place and you have something to eat do you grade that food are you that particular where you're thinking, man, this could do with some salt?
1: Okay, for me, um, I honestly think that I'm not super critical about things. I'm super simple when it comes to food. Like, I'll eat anything, like, and I enjoy everything. There's sometimes there's things that I don't like, and I don't tell, like, the server, or I don't tell the chef, or I don't tell anybody. I might say it to my family or whoever's with me, and just say, hey, this thing needs salt, or, like, how'd you like it? Like, ah, I didn't really like it. You know, but I keep it to us. Like I don't, I don't really broadcast it for everyone yeah. to know. You know, so it's just, it's just, you know, I I appreciate everything that's that's done when I go to restaurants and stuff like that, and appreciate the the simplicity of things like that, especially you know when we do yeah. barbecues or we do home cooking, and everybody, you know, my family, they always tell me like they're intimidated to cook for me, right? Like, because I work here. I get that, and I would be too. No, I mean, oh, like come like, come like for it. that, like I would care less. Like oh. you know, you guys cook, you guys cook from your heart. I mean, that's all that I ask for. You know, yes. I mean nothing more like, i don't expect you to, to yeah. plate it like a five star five diamond restaurant and, and put it on a silver platter for me you know like i take it in a paper plate and a plastic pork i'm good yeah
0: as you long know? as it tastes good though. yeah that's, that's the problem yeah but, I mean, really it. but doesn't matter i mean
1: yeah. for me it doesn't matter i mean for
0: like if my family and friends are cooking like i appreciate everything that they do i've tasted your cooking before and and you when you talk about simplicity we're talking about uh, uh we'll get back into the sea we'll talk yep. about fish is that we are really, uh, surrounded by water here is that the fish that you catch if it's a beautiful salty fish, it's fish caught from the ocean, not one farmed in fresh water, that's quite bland, and you have to add things to it, is to keep it simple, whether it's, uh, you know, you're steaming it in some fish juice, or maybe you're putting a bit of ginger over it, or anything like that, it's that simplicity But of keeping the fish in its natural state, you yeah, know, sure. rather than adding too many things of different tastes and flavours, and in the end there, you could be eating damn well chicken. You could be, yeah. you know, it's kind of tricky sometimes, but
1: um, yeah. for us, I mean, we, we get... Pretty much you know some of the best products whether it be seafood and beef from around the world uh, compared to around the world um, yeah. and it's just our job not to mess it up too much you know, and kind of keep it true to what it is yeah. um, enhance the flavors a little bit you know but make sure that the feature or the specific thing that you're eating is what what yeah. you're actually asked
0: for. So. but we've had it we had some steaks here at KBC's yeah. the Kamawala provision company restaurant here at the Hill of Michalala. and I'll tell you it, it's um, the steak cooking uh, back home people always ask the question should you flip your steak more than once? Do you flip it, and then flip it, and then flip it, and then pull it off? Do you eat it straight away? Give us the Chef Dane, the Chef a exact way to cook it So steak.
1: basically what we do is uh, we keep ours at room temperature, um, just for about 30 minutes at least, just so that the inside of the center of the steak won't get nice and red and raw yep. and cold. Um, so we want to kind of thaw it out and, and bring it up to temperature like that. Season it heavily with salt and pepper, yeah. um, and then grill it. Um, basically, when you're grilling it, you want to leave it for at least. Depends on how you're cooking it, right? What temperature you want it? You want to leave it for four to five minutes per side. Yeah. Um, just so that and not even touch it once you put it on, just because that you want that that nice grill marks, right? Because if you lift it up any sooner, it'll stick, right? Right. Yeah. And then you won't get nice grill marks. And stuff. So um, you want to leave it maybe flip it you want to maybe flip it at the most four times if you're trying to do a diamond grill marks on there yeah. yeah and do an angle on it um, and then you let it rest for five to ten minutes before you cut it just so you can let the juices
0: you know redistribute yeah. back and, into you, the steak. and you want that steak to be that, that we're talking probably a, uh, say a, a 14 ounce steak that's so yep. nice and thick cut yep but it's too thin
1: clearly you don't want it'll to be faster cut, yeah so comes, i yeah. mean our steaks here we do a 14 ounce new york we do an 8 ounce center cut uh, beef tender and we do also an 18-ounce bone-in dry-aged prime ribeye steak. So we have a lot of bunch of steaks. Our steaks are probably about an inch thick You know, Sometimes our New Yorks are maybe about an inch and a half, inch and a quarter. And that's just the cut for New York. That's just the cut. So I mean those those are our three main steaks and very very popular. the other beef option that we have is our coffee short that you guys had. Yeah, that's
0: well. pretty good. Yeah. So that's that's another good one too. Yeah. Coconuts. Uh, you got an aisle, you're on an island that yeah. is surrounded by coconut trees. Right. Do you do something with coconuts? Is that a is that a flavor that you like to move with, or is it just becoming too accustomed by too many people? No,
1: I mean for us, I mean one of our signature dishes is our coconut creme brulee here at KPC. So we do uh, coconut uh, creme brulee, and it's basically a coconut custard inside okay. of a half shell of a real coconut. Yeah, well, that coconut. Is that baked or is a, it a natural set? It's actually, we bake it in a separate ramekin and then we fill it into the coconut shell. Okay. And then basically we, we spread the sugar on it yep. and torch it so it's crispy and then um, let it cool and then we plate it up. So And actually the, the meat inside is super soft so you can actually get the
0: spoon later and then scoop it out and Scoop the yeah. coconut flesh yeah. out. Uh, so, yeah, that's the bomb, that sounds, yeah. that sounds good. So that's using you know the local food here, the yep. produce, at its best. People right. come here, they can have something with bananas, they can have something with coconut, and they can have the fresh produce from the farm, the land and of course the sea. For sure. For sure, alright mate. Well that's fantastic. We're going to finish it up there. I've got to say a big thank you to Chef Dane, thank you. aka Chef Buddha. I don't know, what, what do they call you Chef Buddha? Um,
1: just because I guess I used to look like a Buddha. I mean I used to be a little bit heavier, I guess in yeah. size. Yeah. Um, okay. This was probably like a year ago, so I used to be about 245, 247, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, so right. me and my wife went on a diet. We I, we both like, getting, getting dropped like 30-something pounds. I dropped, I like, think, like 43 nice. at the most. So, yeah, wow, that's a lot of weight gone down. Yeah, you know, so you, everybody used to say, like, oh, we can't call you Buddha no more. I was like, nah, it's not going to change now. Because so, you know,
0: it's, 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 yeah. when we went to Oahu, we, did, uh, we spoke to a couple of chefs over there at the Hilton Hawaiian Village, yep. and they were very you, and instantly they, they, they spoke very highly of you. So that's a good thing, you know? It's nice to have that repertoire amongst different family and friends across all of the arms.
1: Yes, for sure. Um, chef Joe at the Hilton Wild village uh, used to work with me as the banquet chef here. So we worked real close together and did a lot of projects and events together. Yeah. Um, so we bounced back off of each other and, and kind of feed our vibes off of each other. Um, we pushed each other, you know, to develop and get creative and stuff like that, um, but then he, had, he ended up leaving. Um, but yeah, so, Chef Brooke, the exec suit at I in Hawaii, and I've known him for several years when I've done task force I Hilton in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, we did Sun Life Financial, I believe, it was like 3,000 people, so I got called over to help with that. And then Chef Ricky, you know, I've, I've gone to school with him, culinary school on a waffle with him, so I've known him for a while as well too. So it's good to reconnect that, that he's back, you know, in the scene with us, you know, with the open. Um, but it's good to have, you know, those guys there. Um, Whenever we need things, you know, we can always bounce back in
0: each other. And whenever we get together, it's always a good time. So I have no doubt. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks very much for that. Of course, Chef Dane, aka Chef Buddha. I'd like to say to everyone, thank you very much for listening up to another podcast here. Step outside with Paul Burt. We'll be back a little bit later, of course, with more podcasts. Well, that's the drop of this week's Step Outside podcast. See you next week as we chat to more colourful characters the world has to offer. And remember, you can catch up on the last two seasons of the Step Outside with Paul Burt television show on the 7 Plus website. Take it easy and catch you next week.